Hello America and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley. What kind of mood are you in today? How are you feeling? What's your mood like? What side of the bed did you wake up on? The left side? The right side? The wrong side? You know, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and nothing seems to be going your way, but some people forget you can just kind of like pivot and change the course of your day just from changing the way you're thinking about it, right? If you keep walking around going, ah, you know, I'm just having a bad day, I guess it'll just keep rolling. It's like when you're sad and you listen to sad music to keep you sad, you know, you, 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 you put on that song, that one song that makes you cry. And you're like, fuck, like, while the song's getting close to an end, how am I going to keep this cry going? A nice, good, <clears throat> cathartic cry. <clears throat> God, what happened to my voice? I like I was talking into a fan just now. That night, I used to love doing that shit when I was a kid, by the way. My grandma was like, stop, it's going to make your voice stay like that. I'm like, is that a bad thing? No, but that 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 nice, cathartic cry that you let out. It was the last time you let out a good cry? Maybe in the car, maybe in the shower. Crying in the shower is cool, right? Crying. I used to love crying on the train. In public, in front of people, and I would stare people dead in the face. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm crying. Does this make you uncomfortable? What's more awkward? Looking at somebody who you don't know crying in public and they're staring at you or watching two people make out in public like they're in a like they're in a private space. Little PDA. What makes you feel worse? But yeah, no, um, I, it's it's just the whole concept of waking up on the wrong side of the bed is something I was thinking about in terms of creating. You ever have a deadline come up? You got some shit you got to do, and you're just thinking, <clears throat> "Fuck, I'm not, I'm not. Today's the day, and or I got this presentation, or I gotta sing. I gotta I gotta beat like Lady Gaga and sing the national anthem on the inauguration day." And it's like I was watching her do that shit, and I was just like, "Yo, you know what she did?" She did exactly what you're supposed to do when you have that job. She was back in whatever, backstage, getting ready. She came out. She sang the fucking song, and then she left. And I was like, she. it just looked so effortless. How many times have you seen somebody who was like, yo, somebody's, this person's singing the national anthem. And it's like a huge honor to do it in this country, right? come out sing national anthems all this pressure on you i'm, I'm sure and uh it's like when you if you work at a regular job and you have your presentation that day and you got to get up or you got to speak during the meeting you got to share a few words lady gaga has to come out and sing the national anthem to the whole country and she went out there and she said fuck it she gave whatever she gave she did her best and then she left and she did a fucking fantastic job she delivered she just showed up and rose to the occasion because she's a goddamn champion you know, but sometimes when you have to create and when people are expecting you to show up and do your best, sometimes you don't feel mentally there. So I started getting real curious about this and I was looking this shit up and I saw something online that said, uh, when I find shit online, it's always like, I got to see who wrote this or where it's from. But I saw a, a study that showed that the best times for brain function the best time to create is between the hours of 4 p.m and 10 p.m if you're in the evening and from 10 a.m to 2 p.m in the middle of the day 
And usually it says that between the hours of 4 a.m. and 7 a.m., it's when you, uh, your learning valley, you have a learning valley, which is the opposite of a learning peak. Right? It means that it's harder for you to retain information, I suppose. You know, you ever pull an all-nighter and you wake up and your brain feels like a bowl of mashed potatoes. But yeah, so this study is pretty interesting to me because, you know, then they start bringing in days of the week. Start bringing those into question like, oh, on Fridays, people tend to be in a good mood. So like if you're in sales, you might be more prone to closing a sale or you might... uh you might just be in a better mood overall because it's the weekend. But what if you don't have a job like that? What if your weekend is in the middle of the week? You know, I feel like I worked in retail for a really long time. So my weekdays, my weekdays would be uh, like my week would start on Wednesday. And it would go to it would go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, then I'd be off Monday, Tuesdays for a while. This was like my schedule and it was dope because Sundays the store closed early and I would go hang out with my friends at the bar, you know, and, and on Sundays and, and I'd be out of work early. And if it was the summertime, it was dope because it would stay daylight for such a long time. And just being there, hanging out, a bunch of comedians rubbing elbows with a bunch of funny people being around a bunch of like-minded individuals hell yeah i was in a good mood because it was my friday i knew by the end of the day that i was done but it's like what's that that effect is like it says here okay yeah you're in a good mood on a friday you're more likely to close a sale but aren't you also more likely to kind of be like checked out a little bit too knowing that it's you got a couple of days off coming right doesn't that affect productivity too you know, like they say, like in high school, you're and you're a senior and you got senioritis because you basically spend that whole year not doing shit unless you're some kind of fucking person who's been in like advanced placement college classes since they were a junior or some shit. Like whenever you have time right before a break or you like are anticipating time off or anticipating a good time, a lot of people start slacking. They start bullshitting like. Yeah, you know, it's almost over. I'm just looking at the fucking clock. I'm just watching the clock. You know, how could you concentrate and focus on work when you know that you got all this fun laying ahead of you? You know, that's um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I also think so. This uh, article continues on to say the best time to brainstorm. Ironically, research has found that people are at their least creative when it's demanded the most. At the heart of the workday between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Damn. So if you work at, a, in an, at an office job or something, and you work these regular work hours, between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., you might be there thinking about everything but work. You might be trying to talk to anybody you can about what show you've been watching on TV. You know, what, uh, what's going on in the world? What's on Instagram? Can you remember back to a time, and I have younger listeners too, right? So I don't, I probably, I feel like it'd be more difficult for them to remember past a certain time, like past the world where you didn't have a distraction like social media to go on and just be scrolling aimlessly for like to kill time. I remember when I heard of Instagram and, uh, it took me a while to get it, as it takes me a while to do anything. It takes me a long time to do shit. Like, uh, 
people were all doing it. People all had it. And I didn't have it for a while. I just know I would hear about it. Yo, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, I actually don't have Instagram. And it's not because I thought I was cool. It's just because I wasn't ready for it. For the longest time in my life, I was a person who avoided change. So much so that you'd be jumping through hoops trying to avoid change so much that just actually adjusting and adapting to what's currently going on in the world is actually a lot easier than avoiding it sometimes. You know what I mean? How many times do you try to avoid doing work that you need to get done? And then you're like, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I just knock this shit right out. Maybe it's fun. You know, like some people like to chase. Oh, you just like to chase. You don't like me. You like to chase. You try real hard. You try real hard to get with the person you like. And you get with them and you don't like them anymore. <laughs> you just like the chase. You know? Try real hard to get your hands on those new Jordans. You know those people that just wait outside? Those people that like will camp out outside to buy some shit? Where does that come from? You see them. They, they, that used to be more on the news than anything, right? Now you could just order anything online. People used to have to wait outside of stores. And they would camp out. And I would always wonder, like, how are these people going to the bathroom? Or what about if it's, like, freezing? Or are these people bringing a tent? Or are they just staying awake the whole time? And that's when 5-Hour Energy came out. 5-Hour Energy for all your energy needs. If you need to stay up all night because the new Kanye West sneakers are coming out, boom, 5-Hour Energy. I don't think 5-Hour Energy really works. Either that or I've over-caffeinated myself for the last 20 years but I, I think that um some people trust in five-hour energy isn't it funny the things that people actually choose to like somebody will be like i don't like red bull i think red bull is bad for you but then you'll see them drink like a five-hour energy because it says the word natural on it and that's because people are easy to trick you know if you if you put the a sticker on a box of th- a food that says organic you can charge more money for it, you know, plant-based, holistic. I don't even know what, I just realized recently that I don't know what the word holistic means. And somebody asked me one time, but what do you think about like holistic? Are there any holistic options? And I have no idea what that means. So what I'm going to do right now, live, live on the air, fuck it, we'll do it live. I'm going to look up the definition of holistic and it's an adjective Characterized by comprehension of the parts of something as intimately interconnected and explicable only by reference to the whole medicine. Characterized by the treatment of the whole person, taking into account mental and social factors rather than just the symptom of the disease. Okay, so holistic medicine. It's like that shit you can buy over the counter at the, at the bodega, right? Like uh, horny goat weed. Would that be considered holistic is horny goat weed holistic? You've seen this. I remember when I was a kid, I didn't understand what that shit was. Horny goat weed. What is horny goat weed? I'm, I'm going to explain to you guys. It is a uh, fairy wings, bishop's hat. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you can really fall into a web. I'm not going to get into this shit right now. But yeah, holistic. It's It's... To me, it's basically an alternative. But a thing that blows my mind is like somebody will get who only believes in holistic medicine. And please, 
send me a message, email me, whatever. If you want to educate me on holistic medicine, shoot me an email at Corey has a podcast at gmail.com because I would love to hear from someone who really knows about this shit. <clears throat> I just find that I've heard stories about people who only believe in holistic medicine and then they get like really sick and then they're like, well, shit, now I got to go to a doctor and get like actual medicine that they would prescribe me from a doctor because this holistic shit is not actually working. And is it because I don't believe in the force? I'm watching a lot of Star Wars lately. I don't know. But is horny goat weed holistic? I will answer that question for you. Benefits, side effects. Basically, horny goat weed is natural Viagra. You know what I mean? So it gives you an erection. We don't know how long. We don't know how... We don't know the quality of the boner. No, but uh, that's basically what it's for. But it's another alternative. It's, it's another alternative to going to the doctor and saying, Hey, man, stuff's not working down there. What do you got for me? You know, and if you really, back in the day, they would have these guys in the forest. You know, they had a mask on and shit. They walk with a walking stick and you go find them somewhere living out in a tent in the woods, living rent free on the land, you know, eat whatever they can get their hands on, mostly fish. They go down to the stream. They go flashlight fishing. That's when you flash a flashlight into the river, reach in, grab a fish, chop its head off real quick. And it stops flopping around so you feel less guilty about it. And then you just eat it, you know, straight up. That's where sushi came from. But these guys, you'd be like, uh, listen, my son Abraham, his, uh, he's got this rash on his fucking thigh and it's growing every day. And then you would go into the woods and you would find this dude, usually Harry. That's usually what their names were. Guy named Harry. Guy named Harry living out in the woods. He would grab some leaves, muddle them up together, rub them all down the side of your leg. Boom. Next thing you know, two weeks goes by. Harry's bedridden. I mean, not Harry. Harry's the doctor. Your son, Abraham, he's bedridden. One day he gets up out of bed. He's got no rash on his legs. And then boom. Now he tells everybody in the village, there's a doctor in the woods. Fuck these doctors here in town because they won't take me because I don't have insurance. And now everybody goes to the witch doctor. He's not a witch doctor. That's actually a derogatory term. It's like calling somebody a good Samaritan. Whoa, the one good Samaritan. Um, so yeah, holistic medicine has its perks. It also makes you feel like you're not taking drugs because what happens with medicine is you ever look at the side of a medicine bottle? They have really big words on them that make people confused. You don't know what you're putting in your body. It's just a bunch of chemicals and shit. And uh, people are afraid of that. Because maybe it's not that bad, but maybe it's not that good. And do we want to take the time out to do our research? Absolutely not. We have better things to do. Like show up to work in a good mood so we can make the sale. Do you understand what I'm saying? Buy 12 shares. Holla at your boy. No, but <laughs> um, all jokes aside, when you do have a day and you have something that you need to do, you got to show up. You got to show that night. If you're a singer, you got to sing something. What do you do? You start preparing. Maybe you don't talk to people that whole day because you want to save your voice. You got to dance tonight. Maybe you only dance a little bit just to practice, rehearse, move, feel your body. 
you know, listen to the song all day on repeat. Or maybe don't listen to it at all. So you come in fresh and it looks like you just did it for the first time. Or uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not any of those two things. But I have gotten on stage and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm a storyteller. I'm going to tell this fucking story like it's never been told before because they don't teach you this shit in school. All they teach you is, hey, listen, your report's due on the 26th, and I want that shit on my desk by the 26th, or you're going to fail this class. And they put fear in your heart, and you feel like you failed a class, you feel like you failed at life. They make you feel terrible about it. But the cool thing about being a performer is, if you have a bad show, or you don't perform to the best of your ability on that one night. That night goes by. It go. It, it, it lives in the past now. And you could just look ahead. And next time you come back and you knock them out. You fucking kill it. It's hard to get to that place mentally though. Because you know that that night does haunt you. That event will haunt you. But you'll get through it. And you'll put on How to Save a Life by the fray while you're driving around in your car. And you'll shed a few tears. Shed a few tears and you'll keep it pushing. You'll think about that episode of Scrubs when everybody died and everybody cried, baby. Um, but yeah, no. That is the beauty of being a performer. You wake up. You entertain people. And then you uh, look forward to the next gig and the next gig and the next gig. And one day we'll be back there again. One day we'll be able to look each other in the face. Sometimes I can't tell people apart with these masks on. Unless you got like a tattoo or some shit that's recognizable or a certain style or you're like seven feet tall. If you're seven feet tall, chances are there's not a lot of you walking around, you know. That's why they stand out like a sore thumb because I'm pretty sure all NBA players hang out with other NBA players. That's why you don't really just see them walking around in the fucking grocery store. But on that note, guys, thank you very much. I hope you have a great day and I hope you utilize the hours where your brain functions, time to learn and time to create are at optimal levels for optimal levels of success. You know, I believe in you, but it doesn't matter because you need to believe in you. Okay, so get out there and do what you got to do and take care of yourselves and everybody around you that you love. Have a great day and uh, I'll see you all real soon. Thank you.